Yo, what up? It's your girl Kilowatt. And I just finished my very first AA meeting by choice ever. Uh, Sam recommended that I go for a couple days back to back to back um, just to stick with like the program of what I am looking to accomplish with quitting drinking, which I didn't realize it until this evening, but there is something that I've always tried to fix with drinking, something that I tried to put into my life that I didn't quite understand what it was. Um, And that was just like to be understood by people that really fucking got me. One of the main things with the drinking deal is that unless you have a very addictive personality, unless you have been through that fucking shame and remorse and like just watching your life fall to chaos. Um, unless you've inflicted pain on people that you love without even recognizing what you're doing or how you're doing it or defended that level of addiction that you're not consciously aware of because you're lying to yourself Um, until you suddenly find yourself with a very small friend group other than to just drink or have an addiction with, like drugs or whatever. Um, You don't feel that connection. And, like, I feel connected to my passengers, and I feel uh, very much involved in this whole life thing where we're trying to figure out what the fuck we're here for. But tonight I found this group of people, this unlikely group of people. And I wasn't like, so I've done, like, I've done plenty of AA meetings. I went to tons of NA meetings and they were all court ordered. Okay. Like I went to the, the number of, uh, meetings that I was required to go to. And then after a while I went like once or twice. And then I just said, like, I don't really need it anymore. You know, I feel pretty good. And I remember I used to go with my friend Doug. Like, he was my fucking neighbor. Like, talk about, like, lucky, okay? I lived out in BFE, okay? And I was really fucking lucky because I didn't have a license. I wasn't able to drive. And uh, I had two kids. My husband worked the extra board because he was trying to make money for our family because I was off work for a fucking year. Um, Well, what I made in three months, he made in two weeks. (laughs) And that was just being a dishwasher at a cafe. Um, So it was just very difficult to get around in the city uh, to go to meetings and find myself uh, meeting the requirements of the treatment program that I was court ordered to complete. And so I was ordered to go to a meeting at least once a week for 12 weeks And I went, I went and it was great. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about others. I felt cool about it, but I wasn't actually vested in the process because I was only doing what I had to do to get through it. And I think in the back of my mind, a small part of me always thought I would eventually go back to drinking because I don't think I was really ever to that. I'm going to quit like point in my life because some of my shit was still working. You know how like you like drive it till the fucking wheels fall off until the engine explodes, until there's no fucking car left. I was like going for that. That's <laughs> That was my fucking plan. I was willing to be in denial the whole fucking time. Uh, 
because I was, because I am an addict. I really am. And I know that I've known this. I've figured it out because you can only tell yourself that you're going to cut back, that you're going to stop. And then eventually at some point, throw yourself into oblivion, defending your alcoholism. And then eventually looking around and realizing that now you're physically dependent upon this substance to the point where you're getting withdrawals and shaking and shit. Like that's scary shit. That's scary shit, man. Um, I'm very blessed to know that I didn't have to lose everything. I practically lost everything. I'm looking back at my life now and I realize I lost a lot of things. I lost a lot. But I, I didn't lose everything and there's still time. And I can still continue to build my, my life. And I'm so blessed and grateful beyond measure. It was ironic because the particular address, and I won't go into where it was because I like the anonymity of it, but the address was 712, okay? And I've been seeing seven everywhere I go, right? 77724. Every time I make the choice, okay, I'm not going to drink and I go to buy bubbly water or, okay, I'm going to... uh, focus on what I have control over versus, uh, like my reactions to people's actions, uh, my situation and how frustrated I feel anything that I don't have control over. I try to react, like control my reaction to it and not allow my emotions to drive me. Like when I do that, I suddenly want to go numb the fuck out because I'm being like very emotionally reactive. Okay. And so when I start to take mindset, like, okay, this is how I'm going to be consciously aware of myself. I'll see the number seven, seven, seven. And it's fucking hilarious when it happens. Cause it'll literally be at a moment where I'm like talking myself in a good spot, you know? Um, because there's, there's always going to be something in this world that I can't control, but I can control my reaction to them. And I can take ownership of, of my own personal mental health and well-being, which is what I'm attempting to do right now. And anyway, when you look up the number 777, it's a very divine number. It's it's a spiritual path. It's a spiritual journey. It's confirmation that you're on the right path. And so seven was the first number. Okay. And then 12, which I find to be ironic. Okay. Because 12 step program and there are 12 steps up to the house. And it was, it was in like a really inconspicuous place where it was like, I, I think I, I super duper thought I was going to be late. And I know in other meetings, like if you're late, don't even bother coming inside. Like that's how I thought it was. Cause I hated that feeling of being late to a meeting because it's just so personal. People are in the middle of sharing their very personal shit. And then you're like, hi, I made it. Like, it's just very annoying. And so I found myself, um, getting anxious like every second that it it went by that I wasn't gonna make it in time and um (sighs) shut the fuck up there's a chipotle here shut the down the street oh my god I've been driving all the way to Clackamas this whole goddamn time anyway um so what I was saying sorry I got distracted I'm hungry can you tell uh, fuck, now I forgot what I was going to say. Shit. Oh, yeah. I was getting anxious about going. 
to the point where I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just not going to go. And then I knew that I had to go because when I don't have Braylon, like on nights where I don't have Braylon, the first fucking thing that I want to do is drink. Like I didn't realize that there was a bewitching hour, but it was like, as soon as I don't have the responsibilities of being a bus driver, of being aware of my blood alcohol level, as soon as I can just blow caution to the wind and say, fuck it, I'm not leaving my house, which is exactly why I don't have any fucking friends right now, because I knew that I wasn't allowed to drink and drive. So what's the safest bet? Well, I like to get fucked up to the point where I probably couldn't navigate the transit system. I never had enough money to get Ubers to and from because I was too busy spending it on fucking alcohol. Like it was starting to really get away from me. And I didn't realize that until I was already very secluded without connection and fellowship with people that actually got what it was like to struggle with something like this. Um, and I realized the importance of what Sam was talking about where he said, you need to go every fucking day. You need to work the program. You need to read the book. You need to do the shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I get it. I don't have to go today. But I feel like I wouldn't have struggled so hard this evening. Like, after I got off work, I was, like, starting to get really anxious. And, I, of course, I packed my clothes so that I could go right after work. And I was like, okay, I can make it if I do this, this, and that. And um, <sighs> I really want to go to the same exact meeting I really fucking do. Maybe I'll find one in the morning that I can go to. Maybe I can find one online or something. I don't know. I just really want to keep going because I could see the value in my own personal choice of going. Like, yeah, it was a recommendation from Sam, but it was my personal decision to go. Like, it wasn't the court telling me I had to get my shit together. It was me saying, I don't like feeling this way anymore. I don't like the things that have happened in my life because like as a direct result of my issue with drinking and not understanding a part of me that's missing because I'm numbing the fuck out all the time. Like I want to know everything and I want to know everything about why I'm like this and I want to understand. I want to understand and I want to connect and I want to feel connected too and I want to be part of fellowship with people that understand me. And I've spent so long isolating and being a fucking hermit because I was addicted to fucking alcohol. And now it's like, I don't know. I know that there's still that part of me that needs that off that shutdown time. Like I, I feel better in my car and everything's quiet now. And there's not like the fucking fan and the hot temperature and and the eyes and the energy, like there's just a lot. And so I feel a lot better right now, but I feel even better just expressing myself to you because I'm so relieved that I finally feel like I have a place to go. That's going to help me stay where I want to be. If that makes sense, because I could go, I could go to a bar and waste my money. I could go to my fucking friend's house and sit on her couch and we could get shit faced on wine. But like, in truth and essence, like, am I really connecting? And is there any like cognitive consciousness coming into play past a certain level? Or are we just wasting our time? And I don't want to waste any more time. I feel like I've wasted a long fucking time. And I'm really fucking sad that I did waste so much time on this. And even right now, I still want to pull the fuck in and get a mics and like 
do that. But right now I think I'm just going to go buy some fucking bubble water and make some goddamn TikToks and pretend like I have wine in that cup and distract myself by creating something because I think I'm getting stir crazy. I can only watch so many episodes of Euphoria for Christ's sake. Like I already finished the second season, but then I went back to the first season because I hadn't watched it all the way through, nor did I pay attention because I've been drinking. And so it was, it's actually a very good show about addiction and, and it touches on some really interesting subjects with regard to the female sexual image that's cast upon her from a very young age if she's pretty. And it's hard to explain like this uncomfortable, this uncomfortable sinking feeling that you're being sexualized by, by older men of every fucking angle. It doesn't matter where you go. You're constantly being sexual. And just because you're physically attractive, just because you take pride in your appearance and you're walking into these roles of, okay, well I have a shapely body and this is my best asset. So I should advertise it. Like you just naturally adopt those programs because they've been put on to you by the fucking media and you don't recognize what it does to you psychic, like on to your psyche. Like you're objectifying yourself to a certain level. Um, and it can create a lot of shit if you're not comfortable with your body, especially as a young girl. And so I consider all these things and it, it was, it really touched on all the subtleties like if you get an opportunity to go onto HBO Max and watch Euphoria, I strongly, I like very much recommend that show. If you're looking to understand very complex topics, very complex topics with relation to trauma and addiction and abuse and, and, uh, coping and everything. Okay even just interpersonal relationships. It's, it's a brilliant fucking show. And it's it, with the backdrop of like something very simple, right? Like teenagers, as everybody thinks teenagers are so simple. A lot of complicated shit happens with the teenagers nowadays, as we're seeing play out since half of them are fucking suicidal. Like the placements for the teens now are just, it's wild. Anyway, um, just some I'm gonna pull in front of this fucking 14 like an asshole I'm an asshole being an asshole I got to go oh shit 921 I think oh I think Walgreens is closed bummer it's okay I got other options anyway I just wanted to touch base because I it was a very really honestly it was very powerful for me and I don't, I didn't, I don't know if I actually had that experience the first time I went. I've also not lost as much as I have, nor have I had as many lows as I've had. When I went into that first year of sobriety, I wasn't even remotely as bad as I am now, as I was just three days ago. Like, I'm really fucking proud of myself. I don't think you guys realize how fucking proud I am. I'm so fucking proud of myself right now. I feel like I just won the fucking lottery because I realized something about myself that I didn't see before and I'm now able to just kind of tap into an area of where I can look a little deeper like something I never saw a void that I was never able to fill is now suddenly on the table again and I can like look at it it was like being behind a door and not seeing the bigger picture and tonight really put a fine scope on it 
And it was so synchronistic. I literally, because I was feeling so anxious, I said a prayer. Because that's what I've been doing lately. Like, when I need help, when I need guidance, when I need anything, I pray. And one of the topics tonight was just releasing any fear, like, let go and let God type thing. Like, and that was ironic because a passenger of mine, right before I started to think about quitting, and I was getting really anxious about everything, he gave me this fucking necklace that said, let go and let God. And it was like, um... I shall not fear because I know he has me or some shit. It was like a quote from the Bible. I don't know. But I'm just, I'm just relaying the fact that I said a prayer. I said, please, God. It was 826. And I, had to, I wanted to go to one at 830. And so I said, please, God, help me find this place. And it was, it was beautiful. It was fucking beautiful. The whole thing was wonderful. And I feel really fortunate to have experienced that. And it's not anything that I've experienced before because I don't think I was open up. Like, I had not been open. I was in this weird place where I was like, I'm agnostic theist. And my mindset wasn't open to any kind of uh, religious spirituality because of the ways that I had been broken. Um, and then I ended up, I remember I did a podcast where I, I talked about she spoke her truth. And when I created the podcast, I was drinking again. So I went right back into my active addiction and then started making podcasts. And now that I'm going into sobriety again, I'm, I'm reconnecting these dots and these parallel things, these topics that allow me to see and construct a reason as to why this shit didn't work out before. Cause I was still closed minded. I had a light, like a level of contempt that kept me from reaching past and fully conceptualizing what this could do for my life. And I'm feeling really fucking cool. So, I mean, I see it now. It's very clear. It's evident. It's crystal clear. And I don't want to go back to being cloudy ever again. And I'm, I'm feeling very uh, humbled and, like, blessed and fortunate that I was able to stumble across Sam when I did and even though our lives are, are very tumultuous right now because we're both trying to figure our shit out, at least it led me onto this healing path. Like, like an actual heal. Like, it may have been my idea to support him, but I also have been wanting to quit. Like, I've seen this getting in the way for a while now. And um, I don't want to go back... I ever again I want to go back to AA like I really fucking do and I'm so proud of myself okay I'm gonna go get my bubble water and and then go home and make TikToks because I think I need to create something that I can observe and feel proud of because I I find humor in my TikToks it's very therapeutic for me and I feel like that would help me feel like I've accomplished something even though I just did leaps and bounds from where I was before tonight so I wanted to share that blessing with you guys. Uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon. It means so much to me that I have people that support me and love me and are are following along on my journey. You have no idea. Like, that's... One of my coworkers came up to me today and said, Hey, you know, AA saved my nephew's life. And I was like, Well, you saved your nephew's life too. Because he talked about how much it mattered. And I said, like him mattering to you matters to him and and your love saved his life as well being loved can save 
a million people. Like, it matters. You have to have love in order to get through this shit. And sometimes it's the love of your fellow AA members. But I loved everybody I met tonight. I, I feel tremendously blessed and fortunate. And I'm sure I will talk to you guys again soon. Love you. Bye.